Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Tomorrow I'm going to try to put aside more time for your views on climate change and whether or not you believe this this issue and this conference in Paris are of significance and of value. Tim in Toronto, what do you say, Tim? Uh, good afternoon, Roy. Yes, sir. Complex question you're asking, so I can't answer all of it, but I'll say from a personal point of view, I'm not certain whether climate change is happening or some catastrophe to the uh, climate. But what I do see is if that did exist, if it does exist, and that's the thing, I don't see one bit of uh, effort towards reducing that. It's all about power and money and control. And that's what I see. I don't see, I mean, we could reduce our... Our, uh, our, our pollution from automobiles, especially in large city environments, very handily, very inexpensively. But I don't see that. I see $2.5 billion, uh, coming from Canada for cloudy reasons. I see it as a support for people who have a, a, a certain political point of view to make sure that they have power and, and, and also for governments to raise taxes and money so that they can continue to spend the way they have uh, and that's all I see. Right? All right, Tim, thank you very much. I just want your thoughts at uh, AAA-225-8255. Mark is in Vancouver. Hey, Mark. Hey, Roy, I just want to make a quick point. Thanks for taking my call. Um, United Nations, I mean, I think, honestly, we're, we're, we're about to come under the greatest fraud in human history. The United Nations has said publicly in 2012 that they've got to find more creative ways to extract money from the countries around the world to fund their initiatives. And I just think that we have been convinced as a society that uh, carbon dioxide and carbon is somehow bad for the planet. I mean, it's part of the Earth life cycle. Uh, do you know what I mean? That's, that's the way I see it. All right. Too, Mark, Mark, Mark yeah. and nobody asked you what your opinion was going to be when you got on the air, right? No one asked. No. I, my, my, screener, my, my screener didn't ask what you were going to say. No, he did not. Okay, thank you very much for the call. I want you to understand that. We're not asking people what they're going to say so we can choose only the callers who may uh, seem to agree with us. Uh, who's who's this on, uh, on line one? Lonnie? Yes, sir. How are you? Good, sir. We've got 30 seconds, Lonnie. Go. I'm just continually confused about this issue because in one publication, the National Post... They don't syndicate something or pick up something of a study from my basement and saying this year was the warmest year in recorded history, recorded history. So how many people are we supposed to believe about this? We have major publications publishing one study that's as legit as the next saying there is warming and then there's one that's saying there isn't. But then the question is, is, well, then what's the real harm in converting to renewable energy that will last for a lifetime? There's going to be a short economical downfall for companies like Exxon and Royal Dutch Shell. But then if you have energy for the rest of time, you're going to have jobs. You're going to have money. It's not finite. It's infinite. You know, Lonnie, the, you know, Lonnie, Lonnie the, the biggest small word there is if, right? That's the biggest small word is if we'll be spending more time on this. I plan to anyway, tomorrow. And later on today with the beauties with Catherine, Linda, and Michelle. And we'll try to include your calls on that segment, too, way to do this. What I will do, though, because there's been a significant response and a heavy response on Twitter and email to the story that we did earlier with Dr. Patrick Moore, the former president of Greenpeace Canada, who now no longer sees things the Greenpeace way, 
or at least not the position that Greenpeace is taking on climate change. Um, and, and I quoted from uh, to Patrick and, and on air and on Twitter at, uh, at the Roy Green Show about the Nanos poll that uh, was done for CTV and Globe and Mail about the percentage of Canadians who support the climate change initiatives of the government of Justin Trudeau. Now, remember the Prime Minister, and we'll be taking your calls in a minute, the Prime Minister has said that he's going to uh, deliver $2.65 billion to the UN Climate Fund over the next five years. And I, I want to know where, where exactly is that money going? When there's a tremendous amount of money involved and the UN wants $100 billion a year by 2020 to fight climate change, where exactly is the money going? We have the right to know. And if it's $2.65 billion going to the UN Climate Fund from the Canadian government under the ne- over the next five years under the Canada is back phrase that Justin Trudeau seems to enjoy so much, um, I want to know whether that's money that we have in the bank or whether it's an overdraft or whether we're seeing the Prime Minister and the government dip into the $30 billion deficit he said he's going to run over the next three years to fund infrastructure improvement in this country. So we're going to take your calls at 888-225-8255, 888-225-8255. On the results that were found in the Nanos poll, Nick Nanos poll for CTV and Globe and Mail, here are some of the fundamental numbers, and I take this from the CTV story. 73% of Canadians either agree or somewhat agree that climate change represents a significant threat to our economic future. That sentiment was strongest in British Columbia, where 82% of respondents agreed. Just under 70%, just under 70% agreed or somewhat agreed that Canada's reputation on the global stage has been hurt by the previous approach to climate change. 18% said they disagreed with that statement, while the rest were neutral. You can call us now at 888-225-8255. 72% said they believe that Science of climate change is irrefutable, with half saying they agree and 22% saying they somewhat agree. Now, here's the one that is irritating many people, particularly in Alberta and Saskatchewan, in the prairies. uh, The majority of respondents, or 66%, said they support Canada going forward with new climate change targets even if they result in significant job losses in the oil patch. About 30% were opposed to the idea. 66% of Canadians, responding to the Nanos poll, say they support Canada going forward with new climate change targets, even if that results in significant job losses in the oil patch. I've seen some responses on Twitter that quoted the freeze in the dark phrase of the 70s. I've seen emails that are more direct. I won't, one of them I can't read on the air. But I really want to do this by phone now. 888-225-8255 is my number. By the way, 63% of Canadians said they're willing to pay more for certain products in order to help the country meet its environmental commitments. 63%. You are going to pay more. And you'll pay a lot more. You'll pay a lot more. There's an argument that uh, that the jobs will be created by retrofitting buildings and otherwise going, uh, you know, sustainable energy. I'm all in favor of sustainable energy development. 
but I have really serious questions about this whole issue of climate change and have had for quite a long time. And 66% of Canadians saying the support Canada going forward with new climate change targets, even if that results in significant job losses in the oil patch. Do you think, and maybe you know something I don't know, but do you think that would not have tentacles that would reach into the rest of the economy and in, in, into other jobs? I know that oil companies, some of them, are on side with, with this whole issue of uh, the climate and climate change and what's being discussed in Paris. We'll take your calls, we'll hear your thoughts, and we'll do that at 888-225-8255 on The Green Show when we come back. If you want to talk about it, I want to talk about it. Green Show Chorus Radio Network, 888-225-8255, Twitter at The Roy Green Show. And they're getting a lot of Twitter action, a lot of phone action. Let's get at it. Climate change. How do you see it? And how do you see 66% of Canadians saying they're okay with going forward to this country, going forward with new climate change targets, even if it causes lots of jobs to be lost in the oil patch? You don't think it's going to... You don't think it's going to... You don't think it's going to affect the rest of the economy, huh? Uh, Bill is... uh, Geez, you know, I'm going to be called a heretic and all sorts of things. That's all right. You've been calling me that on the climate issue forever. Simply because I question what I've been hearing, and I've been talking to some very, very accredited, highly accredited scientists. And I've done my own research. Bill in Toronto. You and me, too. We're both heretics. Uh, You can't even mention this stuff at uh, a little dinner party. People will tear your head off. What's that about, Bill? How come you can't discuss this? And, you know, I ask them where they get their news from. Do they even read anything, documentaries? And it's no, it's just, well, it's not on the evening news. It's like the, it's like the dopey mayor in a Montreal suburb who about seven or eight years ago decided he was going to ban wood-burning stoves in his community. And why? Had he done any research? No, he'd read a story in a newspaper somewhere suggesting that wood-burning stoves might hurt, damage, damage the climate. So this guy decides he's going to ban wood-burning stoves in his entire community because he read one story. I guess it made him feel good. But it really is... I interviewed so him. Well... It was a waste of time. They take my uh, tax dollars to send hundreds, if not a thousand or more, bureaucrats and politicians over to Paris... My union takes my union dues, and they're sending hundreds of delegates over there. And what are they all sitting there? They're talking about ways to tax me more, to tax carbon, to take more money out of my pocket for them. It's a false economy. It's an industry. It's, it's modern-day snake oil salesmen. And the United Nations wants $100 billion a year, unless I completely misunderstand this, by 2020. And our Prime Minister is, is flying over to Paris, and I hope they remember November the 13th and their enthusiasm for the climate issue. I hope they take a moment to remember what happened on November the 13th. I, I suspect they will. I, I'm sure they will. But he's taking $2.65 billion. Where's the money coming from, Bill? Do we have it in the bank account? Or is he taking it from the contingency, at least the, the money that he was he's going to spend in deficit to, uh, to to look after our infrastructure, which was a key election platform. Well, right out of where's the, gate, the money coming from? Yeah, right out of the gate, they said, oh, you know, the the budgets uh, they weren't what we thought they were. They're going to be a little higher now. They're pulling two billion out here, two billion out there. You tell me, in, in at the end of the year, at the end of the four years, thirty billion in deficit. That'll be a joke. It'll be more like three hundred. And where's the money coming from? 
And where is it going? How, I, we, we have the right to complete transparency, absolute and complete transparency. Bill in Toronto, thank you for your call. Marion in Millgrove, Ontario. I know Millgrove, Ontario. <laughs> I know Millgrove. I used to live in Millgrove. I know. I can't wait for you to come back. When are you coming? The prodigal will return next year. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, anyway, uh, to get back to this nonsense about climate change, I was listening to Mark Stein last night or yesterday, and uh, he's made me brave enough to, uh, like your last caller, you know, you don't dare say anything. People have become intimidated. Yeah. Somebody, actually, a university professor said this to me a couple of years ago. He used to be opposed. He was sitting in, uh, at my home, right. and he was saying that climate change. He was just, he was just absolutely uh, castigating the idea of um, AGW of anthropogenic global warming. He right. was ripping it. Two years, a couple of years later, he's in my house again, and he wouldn't talk about it. And he said, "I better not, not even in private company." Well, I, I mean, I'm lucky enough to be in my 70s, and I have like-minded friends also in their 70s. We've come to the conclusion that we're heading back to the 1980s, and this friend suggested that we're now being treated to Margaret Trudeau's actually running, running the show. Well, I don't know about anyway, that. Um, what I wanted to say was that I have a family in um, in Alberta that have been out there for about 20 years now, and my I've been listening to everything that's going on, and my 16-year-old grandson has just got a job in the local grocery store, right. but because of the oil patch and everything, their hours have been cut right back. Right. So Mar Marion, I only have a few seconds. So when 66% of Canadians say they support the uh, the new climate change targets, even if it costs a lot of jobs in the oil patch, what do you say to that? Just give me a quick response. What I say is that, that the reason that he's been cut back is because they're giving the jobs to the wives of all the guys that have lost their jobs in the oil patch. Interesting. Thank you for your call, Marion, in beautiful Melgrove, Ontario. It is. Ted in Toronto. Good morning, Ted, or afternoon, Ted, or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's some time of day. I'm still thinking about Singapore. Yes, yes. Where it's 5 o'clock in the morning. Oh, okay. Tomorrow. Okay. Well, um, I, I want to I wanna give you thanks for your program. Thank you, sir. For, for this, uh, for the sunshine of reality, and, and to break away from this, from this abstract concept, uh, concept uh, or philosophy of, of, of climate change. I mean, the, the climate is changing all the time. No one ever brings <laughs> up idea. the idea of sunspots and sunspots. What happens? Well, they don't call it global warming anymore. Now it's well, it's been climate change for a while, but it used to be anthropogenic global warming. Right. In other words, I'm, you and I are responsible. But we we are that here. and a bunch of cow farts. Of course, <laughs> that's methane. That's a different one. <laughs> but I'm, but I mean, what happens on the surface of the sun is directly going to affect what happens. So you're not buying. You're not buying no. this. Okay. So to answer this for me, please. 
what do you say to 66% of Canadians who say they don't care if significant numbers of jobs are lost in the oil patch as long as Canada's climate targets are met? And remember this, remember this. The energy of the environment minister, Catherine McKenna, has said that any reduction targets, carbon reduction targets that are agreed to during negotiations in Paris should never be legally or should not be legally uh, enforceable. I have a Trudeauism Trudeauism for that statement, for what you just said, and and it's fuddle-duddle to the whole concept, to everything that you just said, fuddle-duddle. Fuddle-duddle. I just wanted to bring out the return of Fuddle-Duddle. I wanted to bring out this point. Most governments that are for climate change are deeply in debt. Forget about balancing the deficit. They're completely We're in debt, too. Oh, yeah, we are in debt. Ontario as well, you know, all of Canada, and we're going to go further into We're going to go further in debt. And this is a way to tax, to, to get the tax. That's the, that's the, thank you for the call, uh, Ted. That's the common denominator argument that I've heard. That's the common denominator argument that I've heard. By the way, in the United States, I know I'm going to quote Fox News here. Fox News did a poll last week. And they um, listed, they had Americans list the issues they considered to be the greatest threats to the United States. Climate change made the list. It was number seven. Where 3% of Americans, 3% of Americans, that's three out of 100, saying climate change was a threat to the United States. It was down from a much higher number in August, 5%. Steve in Toronto. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Uh, You mentioned earlier on in the show the numbers from British Columbia and indicated that they were much higher than the rest of the country. 82%. I would suggest as someone living in Toronto who spends an inordinate amount of my disposable money uh, playing in British Columbia, that if you were to ask the resort owners of Whistler, Revelstoke, Kicking Horse, Sunshine Village, Panorama, uh, if they've seen a decrease in the revenue coming in from people because of the lack of snow, because of climate change, you know, that's why your numbers are at 80%. Not this notion from some guy sitting in Ontario saying, oh, it's just the warm weather, who cares? I'm not sure what you're telling me. I'm saying that they're already feeling the impacts of climate change. You're making this discussion sound like it's 1996, and this is something that might happen in the future. It's actually happening right now. Climate has forever changed, will forever change. (sighs) Climate hasn't changed in the Rockies like this uh, in the last 50 years. There's, you know, you, you say that you talk about credible scientists, but let's talk about the Pentagon. United States, you say that the people have it in seventh place, but the Pentagon has climate change in third place as national security risk to the United States. So these aren't hippy-dippies. These are like the war hawks that you spend most of your show, you know, vaunting. And Steve, now, Steve have, have I attacked you? I'm not attacking you. Yes, you are. How am I attacking you? Well, you're saying I'm... Uh following war, war hawks and vaunting and taking I'm saying, personal I'm position. I'm people that you usually are the type of person to, you know, credit their opinions. Oh, buddy, I'm sorry. Man, i got to go. I'm sorry. I went back way past my time. We'll come back. Stay with us. 